want to thank you for sharing your presence, your voice, your smile, your song. It's a primary way we know that Christ is risen, and it's just a gift and an honor to join with you for worship. If there's any way that particularly our staff might follow up, we invite you uh, to share a prayer card. You can place those in the offering basket as they come by or on your way out. We would uh, just be honored as a staff to partner with you and join with you in prayer. I want to thank you for... um, what wasn't a restful weekend, but was a fun weekend for our family camping uh, last weekend. And we're certainly grateful for Reverend uh, Josh McDonald, who uh, preached grace in Christ so wonderfully. And uh, thank you all for uh, calling Josh to serve here with our youth, as well as you raised him up. And uh, what, a, what a wonderful uh, story that is. So thank you, Josh. You're a true friend in Christ and grateful for you. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you and bless you. Amen. Tony Campola tells a story about a a man who had uh, visited a church. This uh, man had felt sort of lost uh, spiritually and wanting to sort of reconnect with the divine. He thought, I will go to that church uh, in our uh, neighborhood. And sure enough, uh, he went, and as it does happen, this uh, individual on this occasion had a uh, unwelcoming experience at this congregation. It does happen. And we, we work as a community, as a staff, uh, volunteers to, to welcome folks as, as they come to church. And uh, if you're our guest, we're, we're glad that you're here. Um, I, I have literally, in this very room, welcomed a guest for the very first time. And she said to me, I don't want to talk to the preacher. And she's never been back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For uh, dozens of years, I've been serving on, on, on staffs. And, you know, we, we send a card. Sometimes we send bread. So we do a lot of efforts to try to follow up with our guests. And, and I, I had, I had, we had a guest one time say, no one ever followed up with me. And it kind of perturbed me a little bit. I was like, here's the email that we sent you. Here's the letter that we sent you. Here's the deacon who dropped off bread on your doorstep. And uh, that individual said, but you never texted me. Anyways, however, Tony Campola tells the story of, of, of this individual who did go to a congregation to visit, to, to, to worship God, and had a rather negative experience. And it does happen, unfortunately. And that evening, uh, although uh, he was encouraged, this individual was encouraged, trying to connect with the divine, uh, this individual sort of lamented to God. God, here I am trying to, trying to connect w- with you. And, and, I, and I go to this, this church and felt the opposite of connecting with you, felt the opposite of your loving welcome. And to this individual surprise, the Lord, the very voice of God, interrupted his lament and said, hey, listen, next week we're going to try another church. I've been trying to go to that church for 20 years, and they won't let me in there. <laughs> which is the opposite of Second Baptist. Thanks be to God for, for you all. What a blessing and joy you all are. Have, have you ever been called out? Called out for maybe something you did, something you didn't do so well? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you've seen some of these coaches on uh, trending videos of them calling out referees who uh, are perfect in all of their decision-making. They are who we thought they were. The, the church, the church has received by our culture a calling out. Um, and, and, and in this sense, the calling out is sort of has a negative connotation. 
and some of the critique or the calling out of the church by our world is, is valid. It is. And sometimes the church doesn't welcome. Sometimes the church won't even let the Holy Spirit of God in. And yet I, I believe too that there is, there is a calling out uh, that maybe is less justified. But, but unlike this negative connotation of calling out, uh, the word for church in, in our New Testament is literally the called ones. The church is those who have been called. And this is the language of, that we encounter this morning. And, and thank you, Angela, for sharing your voice and reading scripture. This is the language we encounter here in, in the epistle of 1 Peter. That the church has been called out. And really, this is re- recalling, in fact, the original promise given to Abram in Genesis 12 and 15. And in, and in some regard, this story of ours, this faith story, is a calling story. Abram is called by God, named uh, by God. It's really a fascinating development in the consciousness of, of spirituality, this promise that God gives to Abram, unlike uh, other promises, at least that I'm aware of in religious history. And God takes Abram and says, I will bless you. I will make a nation uh, of your family, and you will be a blessing to all the other nations. Your family will be a blessing to all the other families. You see, it is not remarkable in any way at, at that point in time nor today. It's not remarkable in any way that a tribe would have a God. It's not remarkable in any way that a tribe would have a God and that God desire to bless that tribe or that individual or that family. This is not remarkable. But what is absolutely incredible from the very beginning of our scriptures, at least the historical aspect of our scriptures in Genesis 12 and 15, God says, I will make a great nation out of you. I will bless you, again, which is not remarkable really at all. But this tribe, this nation, Abraham, will exist to bless the world. (laughs) And this is the promise the promise of Abraham that really, really this thread runs throughout our scriptures, beginning with the Hebrew people, running through the Exodus, present through exile, ingrained into the Jewish consciousness. And here in First Peter, we're encountering this very same language given to Abraham the very same language is now encountered in 1 Peter directed towards a group of Greek followers of Jesus. This thing just keeps opening up. God is creating this tribe that exists to bless the world. Unlike any other tribe, this is our calling. <laughs> One of, the, one of the tensions throughout the text that we see, and it really runs uh, throughout, uh, one of the tensions we see is that this calling of God is not to a status, but rather it is for a service. We are called by God not to sit throne left or throne right, regardless of whatever diamonds she's allowed to have in the crown. 
Our calling of God is not to sit throne left or throne right. Our calling is to serve, right? A call, the calling of God is not to a status, but to a serve. And, and, and throughout the text, understandably, myself included, there are times where this is confused. I've been called by God. I've been saved by God. Aren't I special? Yeah. Particularly in the person of the Christ, who is the Savior of all and the servant of all. In this following in the path of Jesus, we are called to serve. We are called, unlike any other tribe, to be a blessing to others. Now, this word call, which is the very root of the word church, the called ones, you may, like I do in part, have a little bit of post-traumatic stress associated with the word call. Maybe you're not familiar with the word being used so gently and you're more accustomed to the word being used as call. There's a call. Was that better, Marilyn? (laughs) Marilyn and I practiced this during the 930 hour. It was terrible in the early service. You might agree it was terrible in the late service too. (laughs) Maybe the word call is not a, a word in your lexicon there is a word that we have that is near to this. It's a great word. It's a Latin word. It's an old English word. It's the word vocation, which means a, a summons, a, a calling. And, and I would like to just consider briefly, uh, what, what is this calling? What is this calling? How does it work? What is it for? What, what, what is it? And, and, and what I'd like to say uh, first is that um, I'm not special. I like to think I'm special. But in some regard, I'm not special. And in some regard, you're not special either. <laughs> and, and I think this is, a, is, is a, this is a very important starting place for how we understand the concept of call, the concept of vocation. As we read in the, in the gospel uh, reading this morning, it's, it's a very simple call. Do the works of God. And so what I would like to suggest is that we begin with an understanding of calling that is generic and universal. Like Abram, we have received the very same calling. The calling is to receive the blessing of God and share the blessing of God. There is nothing more special about my calling than your calling. (laughs) We are receiving the very same commissioning to be a blessing yeah. Uh, uh, William Countryman, uh, um, an Anglican priest who's done a lot of work on ordination, says that everyone, and by everyone he means, he says, everyone's vocation is to mediate the divine. <laughs> that is your vocation. That is my vocation. To, to somehow mediate the divine, and we share in this very same calling. And because of that, well, maybe I am special. (laughs) And maybe you are special. John Claypool, uh, our uh, late pastor, uh, told a story about a farmer, and I just assume it was a farmer from the South Plains, 
who was out working in his fields, riding on his tractor, doing things that real working people do, and looked up in the sky and saw a very interesting sight. It was the clouds had formed the perfect shape of the letters P and C. Okay? This farmer just stopped doing everything that he was doing and looked up and as clear as could be are the two letters P and C. And that farmer received this sign, this vision to sell everything he had, to stop everything he was doing, and to PC, preach Christ. And so he did. And he began touring what I would say, the Llano Estacado, preaching. And, you know, as a, you know, he had to learn initially how to preach. And as a person who has preached some real bomb of a sermon, you know, sometimes it doesn't connect with everyone. But he stuck, he stuck to it. And he found that his ministry of preaching was a blessing to the community and even was a blessing to his own heart and soul. He began to understand this call upon his life to preach Christ was really his, his vocation, his calling, and he lived into that. And sure enough, uh, years later, when his uh, home church uh, allowed for some respite for their pastor, he was, he was asked to come and preach at his own church. Something I've never done. <laughs> and so he preached. And there in the front row was an old colleague, a farmer who had worked the land not far from him back when he was a farmer. A, a man who had been very successful in his, in his industry. A man who had been incredibly generous to the community, to the church, with his time, with his abilities, and with his resources. This was a man that really had been a blessing. A, an individual who reminds me a, a lot of you all. And sure enough, uh, after the service, this individual who, who, who had stuck to farming through all those years uh, came up to the now farmer-turned-preacher and said, why did you do that? Why did you stop farming? Why did you sell everything that you had? Why, 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 did, you, why did you make such a, a radical shift in, in your life, in your path? And the, and the farmer-preacher said, one day, in a year of tremendous drought, there in the fields, I looked up into the sky and clear as day were clouds in the shape of the letters P and C. And this other farmer who had been very successful, had stuck to it over the years, who had been such a blessing to the community and to the church said, you won't believe it. I was in, the, I was in my field that very same day that very same year, I looked up into the clouds and I saw as clear as could be uh, two clouds in the shape of two letters, P and C. And the farmer preacher couldn't believe it. He said, well, what did you do? And the farmer said, I planted corn. <laughs> yeah. And there is something very special about you. 
You are a miracle unlike any other miracle the universe has ever seen. You are a gift of God to this church and to this world unlike anything else in all of history. You are unique. You are wonderfully and created in the image of God and you're a little bit wild. And, and, and although we share in this general, universal call to be a blessing, there, there are ways that that calling gets worked out in your life and in your story unlike anyone else. We preach Christ differently. We plant corn differently. Larry said to me, PC, he saw the PC and it said, it meant play chords. (laughs) We don't all preach Christ and we don't all plant corn the same. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. These are your children, your beloved Beloved children, these are your farmers, these are your preachers, these are your saints, O God. Bless them. And bless the world you love through them. In the name of true love, the name of Christ, we pray together. Amen. If we can be of help to you now at your convenience, and we would be honored to do so, we invite you to continue to worship and to respond to the presence of the Spirit here with us now.